Welcome to the Blast Report Podcast. This is Evan Thibault. And this is Pedro Pereira. We want to welcome you here. Uh, this is our first time doing a little mini episode. And we, um, we're in Savannah. This is our third time doing a recording. Um, we started, what, it was last year at ISEE in San Antonio. Um, and then we, di we did recordings in IFI as well in Dublin. Dublin. Yeah, October. And so it's, it's, it's pretty nice. We each year now we, uh, we get an Airbnb offsite and we set up a little pop-up studio for this, uh, kind of event and invite people over and, um, you're off in the background, kind of being the, the manager, making sure the mics are working and everyone's in the right position and whatnot. But, uh, it's, it's been pretty, pretty, pretty awesome having you on board. I'm glad we convinced you to do this. I'm glad too. It's it's been a tradition. It's 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 nice. We every time we we prepare ourselves for an IC, uh, we we take in mind in consideration our accommodation so we can have like a, a place so we can record some episodes. Um, it it all started in in San Antonio. I think I believe the first show we recorded was the episode was with Tom Palangio, and then lots of them just we just made some more. Um, some of them are online. You, mm -hmm. some of, of the conversations we record and we produce over the year most of the ones with our co-host paul stir yeah. they're they're uh, yeah they're online just him and i and then we've even done some in hotel lobbies with mick uh mick fritz and mike balance even while we were on the job site <laughs> yeah, yeah and um or anywhere we could like uh in 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 ify dublin we did a um with bill adamson mm -hmm. uh, and on the hotel room too it's, it's always nice. The magic of doing things in person is, is completely different. Um, and we are just learning while we, while we go. Um, so this is, uh, the second year. Yeah. Year two. So we basically completed, uh, a, a year, a little bit more of, uh, of mm -hmm. projects. And, uh, let, let me, now today you are going mostly to be, um, interviewed. <laughs> so <laughs> you are the host and you interview people. So I'm going to ask you, uh, why you decided to start this project? Well, I guess um, when I was a student, we uh, we were welcomed by certain members, uh, some older guys in the industry, and they welcomed us and hung out with us and told us lots of stories and um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And um, Paul Sterk, you know, the legend himself, he's always telling stories, and you can sit back and have a beer with him. So I kind of got the idea that we should have a we should record some of these things like a podcast you know a podcast was a new hit thing you know everyone talked about being having a podcast and we thought about it you know and I, I we just kind of sat on the idea and the next year at um the emerging professionals section we talked about having another one and still no one really pulled the trigger we didn't really talk about it then i floated the idea to, to paul sterk and he was like yeah, that kind of sounds interesting uh i got some some knee surgeries i gotta work on and i'm not retired yet but if i retire uh, maybe I'll be interested and then he retired um, all healed up and I was like and then that's when you know kind of we became friends and you started blasting and I didn't 
And I kind of floated the idea to you and you're like, yeah, I think this is something we can do. I, you have the resources and the knowledge, editing and producing and marketing these things and which I have no understanding of how to do. But, uh, and then I told Paul, I was like, we're doing this, Paul. Do you, you want to be the co-host? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, oh, nice. You know, so it's kind of how it started. And it's just an idea to make it an online museum of, of the people who make up this industry. Not necessarily what their publications were and all that, um, the things you can read, but who are the people that I find or we find so interesting who have been in this industry for many years and who've got good stories and bad stories and what, what, what's their human experience in the explosives industry? You know, let's capture this because it's just, we don't want it to retire and go away just like what's happening and, and there's so much change in the industry it's cool to actually understand the change what's in it for you like what you gain from it what's your benefit what's oh man what's value you see on this so project? far it's been pretty awesome i think that uh one value for me is that i'm getting one-on-one -on -one time and i'm able to ask the questions i want to ask to some people that maybe i've looked up to or some people that i haven't met yet who other people suggest I should meet, you know? It's it's pretty difficult to find an hour of somebody's time at a, co at a conference or something and just in, in a day, especially someone maybe they don't even know. Um, so that's a huge benefit is I'm actually getting time to sit down and have very, I think, sometimes detailed and in-depth conversations with people that uh, is great. And I get to ask them hard questions. Um, other benefits, whew, some of these stories are just fucking awesome, yeah. you know, and I get to hear the stories and they haven't thought about these stories in a long time. So that's kind of a benefit to me. I love listening to hear some good stories. Yeah. The same We we've been doing this project. Um, and, and for people that don't know, like we, we, we don't feature episodes per, I don't know, like uh, advertisements in terms of, yeah, we should make an episode about this and we, we don't work that way. That's not our, our model. This is this has not been a business, but we are now are accepting and 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 also wanting to to be uh, to small advertisements during the podcast, but not more than that. That's our vision, right? And yeah. Um, but yeah, we have been value, value, we see value on this project project because we put ourselves out there. We are doing something that doesn't um, nobody's doing it. Nobody's doing it, and 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 it's very we can see how people enjoy uh, sharing their time with us, sharing their story. And um, we can see there they they feel appreciated, and that's a very good feeling to to, mm -hmm. to have. But now let me ask you: This is what we get from this. But what do you think that the industry or the, the people that share the stories, and also the people that might listen, what it's what's what, what kind of value they might see on this project? Well, we've had what we have sixteen hundred subscribers. We're in the top ten podcast of a hundred people. And we're the number one podcast of like 30 people. So you know, for an industry our size, that's great. You know, for one year, there's a lot of people who still haven't even heard of us, um, which is fine. Uh, like, like you said, we're not really making money off this thing. It's not, but w we have decided that to make this sustainable, we should start accepting um, sponsorship money for episodes. Like if you want an episode with uh, someone who you've had as a mentor, we want us to interview them then we would sponsor an episode with that person. Um, I think that that's kind of a good thing. And, but the, the way the industry gets to benefit for it 
is that this has become this is becoming a a thing. It's been a thing for a year now, and people can have a, a source to hear something in the explosives industry. You know, I mean, there's lots of wonderful um, things on LinkedIn of people posting blast videos and conversations that people have on threads. There's um, many different magazines and forums, the Blast On Forum and um, the ISE Journal. There's lots of different references, but this is um, this is something you can listen to while you're on the way to the blast pattern or you're waiting for clearances or, you know, you just left the magazine, you're, you're going somewhere. Um, so I think it's just nice that people get to hear stories. So you have the young people, like some students, our listeners. We have some young members who, you know, they've been in the industry 10 years, less than 10 years. And then quite a bit of our followers are actually the people we didn't think who are going to be our listeners. And they're the ones who are um, either past people who've been interviewed or retirees or semi-retired people um, who know a lot of the people that we've interviewed. <laughs> they're friends with them. So they're sitting here. They've worked with, with some of the guys that we've interviewed for 10 years or they worked with them 20 years ago at a company that no longer exists and they get to hear these stories and they hear the names of people they worked with and they hear the names of companies they also used to work with or they liked or they didn't like you know and so i think that that's that's actually been one of the biggest benefits i think for the industry is they've been able to reconnect and hear stories and names of people and jock to memory and you know have some smiles i think that's been the best thing yeah one thing that i really um benefit and understand that we really uh immerse on that is basically these kind of stories or this kind of knowledge, it's it's something that you will not uh, read on a textbook. It's not that you're going to um, attend on a on a on a on a webinar or or a, or, a, or a course. Um, and basically, those sometimes are just funny stories, but m most of them are related to real issues. And and you know, like everybody was speaking about soft skills and, and stuff, but really, that's all that matters is relationship in the industry. People, how how they respond in difficult situations, or or whatever just just these kind of stories that we will hear on a bar um from the old folks in the industry that most of the people usually don't have to experience nowadays our kind of work blasting industry blasting operations are usually anywhere in the world but in in in, in the city centers uh, dispersed in the world and being on a, on an ic conference every year is a, is a very um good investment on our time but then not only to, to attend the conferences the 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 speeches and the, the workshops and 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 the trade show but mostly being out there listening to these people's stories and we kind of amplify that basically mm -hmm. I, I believe that's uh, that's one thing that's it's huge yeah i i uh very vividly remember one episode i think it was the first episode we did with Polster and it was uh and just solidified another reason why we're doing this and he he just said um yeah, that was, you know, and that was the first time I saw somebody die, you know, and then he just kept talking, you know, and I remember just being like, damn, um, <clears throat> did he just say that? Like, you know, it, because some of these stories are soft skills. Some of these stories are funny stories and other ones are hard lessons that need to be, you, you know, unfortunately might get passed down as an MSHA fatalgram, you know, and people need to know that that uh, like he said, all those rules written with explosives, those are written in blood. Those rules stand there because someone screwed up and or something happened. And uh, and those are those kind of stories also need to be shared. And oftentimes you don't always see that in a presentation or, you know, so 
while we have feel-good stories and funny stories, we also have some of the some of the tough things that people talk about. And you know, we're not trying to like prod the iron, or I don't know. But there's other things that we talk about that maybe you know the the industry isn't really wanting to see on a on an Instagram post or something. You know, some true stories, mm-hmm. right? So, and so 2024 now here in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, for the 50th um, yeah. anniversary of ISC, what are your expectations? Well, we've got officially 12 interviews already lined up, scheduled, um, and uh, that's unbelievable. Um, and I, we've managed to maneuver the interviews in time slots in between some of the really good papers um, and the events like the Emerging Professionals and uh, the Industry Connection and... Um, some of the the international lunch in and we've got some now i've kind of taken a tangent here you know but we've done uh father's day episodes where we've interviewed a father son pair um valentine's day valentine's day episodes uh with paul and jill you know and and, uh their cohesion together and their success um and uh even tried to do some uh, mother's day uh because there's quite there's two mother-daughter blaster pairs that i know of and um so we're trying to set that up but yeah so it's just wonderful a lot more people are listening a lot more people know about the podcast um and are they're mentioning names to us i mean the list of names i have is uh close to 50 names 12 we locked in during the conference and a very large number of people unfortunately aren't making it this year to the conference um for health reasons or something but uh we'll try to get them on online if we can yeah yeah so what's your i believe it's it's the first podcast you you run right no i have it's the first podcast i ever ran but i think one of the reasons why i really pulled the trigger is a friend of mine asked me to be on a podcast called adventuring for mere mortals and uh it was it's a geologist and he's just a real cool guy and he started his podcast um shout out to the the adventuring for mere mortals (laughs) um trevor bowman but uh he asked me to to be on the show where we're, it's it's made to just help people get introduced to a new sport that they might not be into. So if you don't know anything about road biking or mountain biking or whitewater rafting, someone comes on the show and just talks a little bit about it, um, which is really cool, you know, to just break the steps, get, talk a little bit, and it gives it and it was it gave people an example to get together and have conversation. So I think that. I had such a great experience on that that I was like, oh man, I should do this too for the Explosive Society. So then that's when, yeah, we just started this. And You you are known as the, the, the story Thibault. Yeah. You are a story <laughs> man. So, but, but my question is, so you were uh, invited to, to be interviewed in this podcast, but is this this is the first podcast project that you um, run, that you put, you are, yeah. you're producing. So tell us a bit, little bit more because you didn't know how to do it. We neither. It's our first um, project uh, of a podcast. Let's dive deep into what you learn. How is your process like, or what time this does this takes out of your week, uh, for example? Well, that's a good question. Um, it's uh, pretty interesting because I, I try to find out some names of people um, who who we should interview, and then you know try to find their phone number through the directory. If that's not an old phone number, I'm calling some random person. But we get you know try to get a hold of somebody if they call me back. Um, and lockdown at times, it's great. And then uh, 
we'll get to interview. It's about, you know, an hour long interview, hour and a half long interview. And we break that up into a few episodes. We'll all have to go. So the time frame is actually the difficult part is re-listening to the whole interview. Um, not hating the sound of your own voice. That's definitely part of it. And then editing, trying to edit that and give you guys, um, who, you know, produce it, you and your team, Luis and everybody at Blasting, uh, the timeframes of what to edit and what parts of the conversation kind of fit into one episode and not the other, and then come up with a title for it. And then, you know, get photos of them and have your team come up with a graphic. So, so then you guys then send me that with the edits and I have to re-listen to it again. So each, each interview is, like, is at least three hours of re-listening to it again to look for the next edits, you know, and see if there's something we said that we probably shouldn't have said, cut that out. Or for the most part, I think so far we've only cut, I've only edited out one thing that somebody said. Um, that probably it's a damn good thing that we edited it out. You know, it's just, but uh, for the most part, this is as free speech as you could say. This is, you know, we're not trying to piss anybody off here, but we want everyone to just speak their mind, you know, and talk. Um, we don't have many strict rules in, in, in it. Uh, we we try to make, um, in, in terms of subject, we try to, to split episodes in terms of a, a quiz, it's um, a subject that, that it's interesting uh, because sometimes in this conversation, hour long, depending on, on how it flows, uh, you could you could touch three major different topics, so we we tried to do that, but we don't have a, um, a rule on on the time of the episode, so we're pretty flexible and, and and free on on the process. But yeah, it takes a lot of, of process, so that's what I wanted also you to share because for us for for the people listening to this to understand um, the team behind um, w the time consumption of this, um, you at the end of of an episode uh, when it's out there on Spotify and the other platforms. Um, you probably don't even press play because you already. No. <laughs> I've listened to it three times, maybe four times. Yeah, and I, I'm so happy that it's released, and I'm like, you know, here it is. You know, and it, but I do love when people comment and share it, um, and then they say, "Oh, I remember this." Now, there's a lot of people who don't comment. Um, we can see, you know, a lot of people do listen, and a lot of people don't necessarily feel like commenting or engaging and stuff. It 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 does help me when people do comment, you know, um, but even if they don't, it's no big deal, but it does help when they like and share it and stuff like that, because then it kind of, it adds to the whole, it, it, it makes that part fun. It helps. It makes it fun. Yeah. We, we at Blasting, we work on, on communication, marketing, social media is a big chunk of it. And, and we see this is a trend, um, in terms of these projects work related and in our, in our industry, um, usually people don't, don't, don't have much energy or time to, to, to engage, to comment and, and, and stuff. Um, but for the people that really, it could, it can be five listeners to this episode, but if those five listeners, they, they really enjoyed this and they want to keep more engaging is a, a very important part of, of the process. So, uh, we invite you to, to, to do that, this and share with, with your colleagues, because this is important. Right? Yeah. I mean, and what you guys do on the back end, you know, uh, producing it, making sure that it's not just on YouTube. It's, you know, a lot of our listeners are Spotify and Apple podcasts. Um, so that other platforms, you know, I've had quite a few people tell me that they actually just use it on YouTube. Um, and, uh, so there's, there's so much like backend work when it comes to the production that I'm, I'm impressed about that. I'm like, you know, I don't know how you do, you guys do that, but <laughs> we make so, a good team, right? yeah, all power to, you know, I know you get, you guys have patience with me sometimes. So I appreciate that. 
but uh yeah it's um it's pretty interesting when it comes to you know oh you guys have a podcast like i don't really market the podcast very much i feel like it's for the people who want to listen and it's great you know i think that i have seen some people we've seen people get emotional we've seen lots of laughs um we've had people very thank us very much for having them on we've had people thank us for interviewing a certain person who was their mentor or someone they worked with um so it has never been a product it's something that we yeah. obviously we 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 invest a lot of our resources um time and money on, on this project this is, is is not a product and and will not will never be actually because it's it's not so it's not your priority it's not your, yeah you have you have uh, a company totally. yourself yeah i mean we're t we have our you know you have your job i have my job we absolutely what have... is what tell us a little bit about your your job <laughs> in this episode yeah. we we always hear you at your interviews evan tibo as a host but let us know a little bit uh, outside the blast report what is that you do in this industry so i'm mainly an explosives consultant and uh, i've focused my career on bringing innovation to the industry so helping facilitate those who create technology with those who are in the field using it um, being able to communicate uh, with you know engineers um, and then also being able to be with my steel toes on the pattern, you know, and making sure that if this is going to work for a blaster, that the blasters are heard to the creators, right? And so um, as as new technologies and innovations are introduced into the market, there's all, there are benefits to a new technology, but they might not understand that this certain application, um, it, it won't work in this application, or it does work in a certain application. Um, it just needs to... The, the blaster might just need to use it differently or um so it's just a really nice communication uh career that i have is just like every day is an experiment um and that's what i do so i work with uh cryogenics to make a drill bit last twice as long um i work with the team at opit blast with the opit dev um, making sure you know there's a, a very easy way to measure borehole deviation um, so as a distributor, yeah, just as a distributor, you know, and I work as a consultant on, you know, making sure, uh, electronic detonators are implemented properly. Um, I've done blast design projects for civil, civil project, misfire management, lots of different things as an explosives consultant. Um, but you know, my real joy is seeing early adopters and, and, uh, as people are testing things and how does that work out? So that's kind of my background, you know, but as, but the, the podcast is is something that's like you said it's it's our it's a background it's not a priority it's just something that i'm passionate about because this the people in this industry are the reason why i decided to bust ass in college and stay in this industry i i'm not you know uh i think it was dan dan sterk i believe he's like the 21st generation miner in his family like that's amazing right i'm first generation miner like my dad from from Park City, Utah, you know, he, he loves life and he's skiing all, all the time, you know, and he knew about mining because they'd come into the bar that he owned, you know, he, his bar actually had, uh, a back entrance to one of the mines. Um, when he knocked down a wall to renovate the bar in, in Park City, he found all the little silver dollar quarters from the mine. And, uh, but I'm, I'm first generation miner and 
and coming into this industry and meeting so many cool people and and hearing all those stories it kind of made me want to start the podcast so that's kind of why i'm it's like this isn't you know you can't run a career off a podcast unless you're joe rogan or something but i'm no joe rogan we are in a very niche industry um and uh, our goal will will never be and it cannot be um volume because yeah. it's it, it's more focused on on what you bring as 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 a niche because every not everybody but most of the people uh, nowadays enjoy podcasts general humorists uh, what, information yeah. generalistic uh, but when you see that something that you hear about your industry that will never hear anywhere else besides your work environments you're talking about the the pattern the the bench the hard hat the, the detonators the boosters everything and I, I i really see the value of of listening to that not in a boring way technical way but uh, yeah but to bring this different um side this different perspective we uh, thought about um you know there's other topics that we could have on the podcast right now we've really looked at like the origin stories of people who we've interviewed you know what um where they're from why were they in the why are they in the industry what are some motiv motivations that kept them but you know there's other things like uh, near misses right we could go down that uh that topics uh past publications we could actually talk to and interview people on some of their publications um projects unique case studies that they've worked on you know there's a lot of other things that we could do on top of that if we decide that you know we're getting bored with this or something or people want to listen to something else but i think for the most part people have enjoyed the human aspect yeah and i you know kind of hit that uh nail on the head a few times is uh so you know maybe we will change it up and if we keep getting more constructive criticism which is good from our listeners you know we want to hear what people like and what they don't like because we see that i mean we know that people are listening and we see that and a few of us comment about a few people comment to us personally like later on or in a phone call i've had quite a few people say oh yeah i heard that episode the other day you know so um but i think we're just going to keep doing it this way for now and see how it plays out you know just getting back to what you're saying about uh, being the first generation miner um, um i i'm a first generation miner uh, exposure engineer myself and i really see that people like with our background or lack of background family background we really value on on having these uh, um, experiences because if you simply uh, are born in in a family of these people these tra tra traditions you'll be more used to 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 hear about this outside your work environment this this is your like, like kind of runs in your blood mm -hmm. but so we do, we don't have that and 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 opening this platform it allows us to be to having to be in contact with that uh different perspectives True. and not only in, in our work environment and uh, that i think is something that for us for us both of us um that run independently our business uh, we are bringing different approaches to this industry as well um this is something that it, it really benefits us on on this aspect yeah yeah i think you know we've been able this is kind of a cool little episode because this is actually you know the first time we've kind of shared a little bit about us a funny story that i want to share uh quickly is that we were in in denver uh colorado uh, i was working for op plus i i believe that was the yeah we met that that yeah that same week for the first time and um 
and and we, a funny thing like with with my old boss uh, and friend now Francisco, Francisco. later from Porto from Opit Op Plus we had a, a WhatsApp group uh, that we were sharing <laughs> some interesting you would bring this ideas and, and like hey let's meet at this bar or whatever and with with some drinks uh, he had like a very inspirational uh, speech very quick saying like you see we were all like youngsters there um, 35 less and then he said you know like in 15 years we'll be uh, running this thing so the the, the whatsapp, the WhatsApp name of, of the group was the isc 2035 so we are uh, 11 years yeah. 11 years from now uh, what what is what is that you can foresee in, in, in 11 years for the industry oh man yeah that's a pretty cool uh, whatsapp group <laughs> Uh, it's mainly just photos of us letting everyone know what, where we're at. <laughs> um, but uh, what do I see in uh, 2035? In the industry, in so the industry. What, what people like we and, uh, and, and the, the tendency of the industry, what we, will, what we could bring to the industry? That's I think of... that there is, that's a great question. It's very hard to predict. I mean, I think that there is going to be a... A bigger push on regulation in the United States. Um, I think that there are going to be technologies that are massive disruptors. I have a feeling there's going to be more projects than we can handle. Short of labor, too. Short of labor. I think it's going to be a very, I hope, it's going to be a very cohesive group. You know, the relationship that Rolla has with Kentucky, with South Dakota School of Mines, with New Mexico, with the few people coming out of Pennsylvania, um, Colorado. There's not a lot of, there is a lot of camaraderie and good competition, like mucking team kind of thing. So I, I think that the our generations are strong in friendship um, for the most part. Um, and so it's very cohesive in projects working together and we're a generation that is open to new technology and constantly being bombarded with new technology and we're grasping it and yet we're still lucky enough to be in the industry and working with some older guys where picking up the stemming shovel is fucking important so we're in a good middle ground to where some people only stare at a computer for a living and they just do some long range mind planning and that's fine if that's what they want to do let them do it i have no idea if ai is going to take that job in the future it just optimize the pit right there run all the calculations itself mm -hmm. based off the parameters but it's going to be hard to replace a blaster and a blast consultant um you know all in one I mean, you might have automatic drills and maybe in a in a high-grade metal mine in high temperatures you, with what they got the money, they're going to be able to replace everybody down there. But I mean, for the most part, construction, uh, civil, a lot of projects, I believe, are still going to be a blaster. And having the ability at our age group in 2035 20, and in the future, there's going to be a lot of technology that's going to assist us. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think we're going to be, our eyes are open and we're receptive to that technology, but we also still have 
the fundamentals of, of like educators like Paul Worsey and and other people who you know taught you why these equations exist and you know what is true burden spacing and why are you you know you're on the pattern and you're seeing it you know and you're dipping the hole and watching the tape's not coming up there's a void in that rock you better shut off the truck you know um i think it's gonna be hard to to replace that with technology you know there's still gonna be human so i think that there's gonna be that's where we're going in the industry so there's gonna be cohesion and uh we're gonna be very successful i think and one thing um and on my side being from Portugal and, and looking at the international uh, aspect, I really believe that um, it's been exponential the adoption of, of technologies, but a lot of different geographies in the world still are very reluctant and due to political or, or, or economic uh, situations. But I can see like um, we have the opportunity to have a very cohesive and 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 open um, sharing of of of. Um, knowledge and and uh, I, I i really see that as thriving in, in any any time that you see um things like like uh, um patents or decentralization open source mm -hmm. open source software so this we, we I, i believe that we'll be seeing i don't know what will be the shift but we will be a shift on on the way that that we work in more efficient and, and in terms of resources like we know that we came from an industry that uh people um, target us as, mm -hmm. as, as responsible for, for, for these problems that we are facing as a generation, but we are, 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 are the ones that are dealing it in, 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 a, in a more um, prox proximity way because we, we are young and we have the mission, I believe that we have the mission to not renounce to this industry because this industry is not to blame in terms of, 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 of the problems, but we have, uh, uh, we have the right to do something on responsibility. Yeah, responsibility to implement some 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 changes uh, in terms of technology, in terms of how we we cooperate. Um, and basically it all com comes down to re managing the resources that uh, our generation has. Yeah, I mean mining's not going away. No. You know. So uh, we we're doing better. We know we're doing better. And I always thought it was interesting every time I think I bring up a subject to a group of uh, blasters or explosives engineers or drillers uh, that, you know, something needs to change or so people are very open to doing things the better way. And even when you think someone's old school, uh, they might be the first person to pick something up. You know, I love Mick Fritz's story that we did in one of these episodes of when he brought a, a camcorder to a blast and recorded a blast, you know, and the, what the hell is that thing? And he had to, he hiked this whole old school camcorder that was massive into to, to videotape the whole blast and, uh, not even high speed, you know, <laughs> pretty cool. You know, so there's just so many people and Mick to this day, he's still pushing innovation. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, uh, he, he retired. He shot his last shot. I got a video of him shooting his last shot. It was awesome. I was on a project with him and he shot his last shot and he's still on the, on the pattern there talking about innovation and what we're going to do in 15 years. Yeah. Well, cool. the story, we were in uh, Dublin uh, for the IFI uh, last year and uh, we would uh, have a, uh, a trip around a uh, walking, walking tour or on, on a city. And when we were passing through a park, there was a small manifestation, um, you know, like uh, with, with some, some boards uh, saying no explosives, um, protect the environment, something like that. Uh, I don't know if they knew that we were having the EFI there at that week, at those days, 
and if it was just a, a strange coincidence or if it was targeted um but just to 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 make a stand on like we as a as a explosives engineers we first of all we care about health and then in terms of of sustainability we have we we we, we develop softwares to calculate um to do them the minimum percentage of efficiency uh we 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 really care about uh -huh. about that and 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 things that people don't understand outside this in this uh, industry is that this is very uh, a, a very more sustainable operation than old ways of 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 mining and as you said mining is not going anywhere yeah. uh, anywhere um agriculture and and extraction of of mineral resources are are the base the foundation of 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 uh, of our society yeah. and the way that with our civilization as well and uh, so having this uh telling people that they should have a second thought on what we do and that we are very com um compromised we are very um on board on what we on adapting do. yeah on now, adapting. didn't you say there was someone at that comp at that who saw that those the protesters and went up and talked to him yes the, who, who was that i don't remember but uh yeah that, i think you said it was chucked out yeah it was true yeah. exactly but we're, we're gonna have him on the guest as a show but yeah i mean it was you said you were impressed because you never met him no. and you were just taking the tour yeah, with exactly. the group and you just and he that's the nice, he's a professor like that's he, a nice um attitude towards when we we face that so i really hope I, i'm very optimistic to 2035 to be honest nice and Me too. <laughs> it was so nice to to have this conversation with you like usually are the one making the the questions i'm, I'm usually uh, editing with my team at plastic so it's it was nice to, to do this. yeah this is fun I'm, yeah good idea i'm very um, grateful to be a part of this project and to be here every year at ISE. and i'm i'm hopeful and i'm excited for this week and for the episodes that we are going to record so thank you thanks for having yeah this, man this thank you so much life. couldn't do it without you and your team cheers cheers man and thank you to all our listeners and uh like we said, if you, got, if you know more people that we should interview, send them our way. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blast Report podcast. I want to thank the team at Blast Think for producing this show. And please follow along for more episodes in the future. And share this podcast with your colleagues so we can continue to honor our industry and the people in it. Be safe and have a blast.